Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 152, and it's titled, Should You Try the Kama Sutra? By the end of this episode, you will know whether or not you should embark on this fantastical journey. <laughs> it does come with a, a word of caution because we just pretzels ourselves into crazy positions uh, to make a photo for our thumbnail here. And I'm still sore from having lifted my, my leg <laughs> behind Kevin's head. <laughs> so be careful with what you're doing. Like, oh man, I should have done both, like not just one leg to balance this out. So the warning is stretch first. <laughs> yes, and we'll talk about that. Okay, so... Before we get into it, though, you know, I, I, I do want to say that this show is going to be a way, about way more than just positions and Kama Sutra stuff. So make sure that you stick around if you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. I've heard about these crazy positions and whatever. It is a, so much deeper than that. So make sure that you stick around because we're going to get into all of the different aspects and probably some, if you've never read the Kama Sutra before, that you are not currently familiar with. And we will also give you some things to try right away. That shouldn't be too hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> no crazy positions, just a few things to get you started on the way. But before we dive into what the Kama Sutra is, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Okay, so we have to start at the ground level here because there are huge misconceptions about what is the Kama Sutra? So we're going to answer that question first before we go any further with this discussion. We, All got, right. we got this from Wikipedia, by the way, just to give our sources. So yeah. we're just going to be reading that definition this here. This first part here, yeah. Because it's, yeah, you, you'll understand when I read it. All right. So the Kama Sutra is an ancient Indian Sanskrit text on sexuality, eroticism, and emotional fulfillment in life. See, already you're starting to realize that it's not just about positions. It is often attributed to Vatsyayana. It's neither exclusively nor predominantly a sex manual on sex positions, but written as a guide to the art of living well, the nature of love, finding a life partner, maintaining one's love life, and other aspects pertaining to pleasure-oriented faculties of human life. And, you know, I, I don't even need to read the rest of it. Um, other than maybe I'll add this last part. The majority of the book is about the philosophy and theory of love, what triggers desire, what sustains it, and how and when it is good or bad. So right away, I've already blown up most people's idea of what the Kama Sutra is because everybody thinks, oh yeah, it's a sex manual. There's a bunch of positions and you can do these different positions. But if we go back to that a little bit, it is a guide to the art of living well, the nature of love, finding a life partner, maintaining one's life, one's love life, and other aspects pertaining to pleasure-oriented faculties of human life. That's huge. 
It's huge. So when you think about it, so Kama Sutra is not a sex manual. Only about 20% of it uh, explains sexual possessions. But people pay attention to this 20%. It's a fun 20%. It is a fun 20%, <laughs> but they overlook the rest of the 80%, which is all about kind of like an art of living and loving. And Kama Sutra, with the sexual positions, also explains how to live a virtuous life, right? So it's kind of using sexuality as a way to reach enlightenment, as a way to increase your spirituality or your consciousness in this life lifetime. Yeah. So the thing is, if if you're only focusing on the positions, you're really missing the, the true knowledge and the true good stuff that this book is trying to give you. So yeah, I mean, positions are fun. They're great. And we're, we're going to talk about those more uh, later on in the show. But the idea of all of those other things, like I, I'll give you a little bit of a parallel. So, you know, in the work that we do, when we talk, you hear us do commercials for powermastery.com and we have these courses for men to help them with different things around their sexuality. And so many people are looking for, give me the one trick that does it. Give me the pill that works. Give me the fast, quick thing. And that's not what we teach in our courses. What we teach in our courses really are all of the other things, mm-hmm. right? All of the other things. And those are the things that really make a difference. Those are the things that are truly important because the quick fixes never really fix anything. Well, right? well and we'll talk about, again, more of like keeping desire alive. There's something that we're talking about this because while positions are fun, everyone who's been in a long-term relationship knows that it's not going to sustain your relationship. You need to have other things in place. Uh, to keep the passion going, to keep the arousal, to keep the love and the intimacy. And that's all of those aspects that most people tend to forget that creates a lack of connection in their relationship. While with this manual, the Kama Sutra, you can start to take a step back and look at what does it require for a relationship to be sustainable in the long term and to keep the desire and intimacy alive. Right. And that's and that's really the the comparison that I was making is like I bring up our stuff to say that what we're trying to do is teach people how to have a better all around fulfilling sex life. And we can't look at, you know, if you have an erection problem as singular and isolated and all by itself because it's connected to the rest of your life and your sexuality. Same thing with premature ejaculation. Same thing with being a great lover. It's not just about learning this trick thing and then, oh, you're a great lover. Really, it's, it's, it's all about who you are even as a person and how you operate in day-to-day life and then how you take that into the bedroom. And so I wanted to make that parallel because that's exactly what the Kama Sutra is doing. The Kama Sutra is not telling you, here's some quick positions that you can do and you'll instantly be an amazing lover and have pleasure beyond belief. I mean, there's some of that in there, but most of it is like, here's really, I mean, it covers everything from literally how to find a wife, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so how to find a partner, you know, how to keep it interesting. And it's not just 
interestingly enough, it's not just monogamous sex and it's not just um, heterosexual sex. And people, some people also switch, play with polarity, uh, women sodomizing men, uh, women having sex with servants. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of very interesting concepts. Uh, it definitely gets rather juicy. <laughs> I want to talk about just for all of our listeners that are geeks like me and like words and languages, I want to bring like break it down so comma means desire wish longing or even some people translate it as pleasure while sutra would be more like called like concise verse or scripture it, it kind of means in sanskrit secret thread okay and in the Kama Sutra, they are like focusing on the four main attainments of human beings, understanding the nature of love, finding a partner, sexual, sexual health, and the practicality of love. So as Kevin was mentioning, it covers the whole spectrum from finding somebody to doing it properly and to maintaining this and using love as a tool for growth. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm, I'm hammering this point a little bit too much, but the idea is, is that nothing is ever separate. And if you want to have an amazing sex life, you really got to have an amazing life, right? And that's the thing is, you know, they're talking about the four main attainments of life. Well, comma is only one of them. Mm -hmm. Now, it's an important one. And so for people who maybe are, you know, really rocking it in business and, you know, they've got these other aspects of life really dialed in, but their relationships and their sex life are a mess, you are missing one of the main things that make life amazing. So I would suggest that you find the time, the will, the desire, the finances, whatever it takes to fix that, because most likely you're not going to be truly happy in life if your love life is a disaster. <laughs> So I want to talk about who wrote the Kama Sutra because there's a lot of like speculations on that. So some scholars believe it's a compendium of material from many different authors that were eventually combined into one book, while other attributed to one guy who happened to be a celibate. So I find it hard to believe that a celibate person would be able to come up with these ideas because honestly, it kind of shows some experience. I like the idea of the compendium. It makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that one guy who had never had sex sat down and came up with all of this stuff. That, that just didn't happen. But the, the thing is, is, it was written so long ago that nobody actually knows even when it was written or who actually wrote it. Um, and scholars, you know, they disagree here or there. But basically, the most likely scenario is that this was a w combined work of the different knowledge that was acquired over probably a very long period of time. Absolutely. And then also not every translation of the work is created equal. Apparently the very first English translation um, was not so good and is full of like mistakes or stuff like this. Now, it's not like you're going to use the Kama Sutra as like you like the intellectual and like studying it like this. We're talking more about this. Like how can you use the concept, the ideas, the lessons and bring those into your love life? Um, and that's more what we want 
wanted to talk here. So maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the concept and ideas without having to read all of the, the crazy names. Uh, but some of the first principle in Kama Sutra is that it teaches a series of rituals to build emotional intimacy that has nothing to do with penetration. And this is huge because... For most people, that's the part that's lacking in their life, especially in an established relationship. The ritual portion of it is what goes out of the window, but then the depth, connection, and intimacy also disappears. So some of the example of things that you can try as ritual is to synchronize your breath with your partner. You can put your hand on each other's chest and breathe together and keep eye contact for longer period, you know, without moving. You can create more of a meditative state and those practices can heighten the sensations and make you more aware of your body, which leads to greater arousal later on. Yeah, so, you know, don't, don't get caught up on the word ritual, right? Because that word's going to speak to some people and they're going to be like, yeah, like <laughs> a lot of women are going to be like, yeah, let's do some ritual, you know? But other people are going to get triggered by it because maybe that word conflicts with their own spiritual views or whatever. It, you know, you, it, you're not pulling out the Ouija board or, you know, casting a circle or doing... It, it's, it's not that kind of stuff. By ritual, they simply mean doing something special for the occasion, not just like, okay, we got five minutes, take your pants off, go. Right? Like that, what they mean is do something like the examples here. They're just some simple exercises that help you connect. And actually, if, if you're a man and you want to learn more of this stuff, we're not specifically teaching Kama Sutra stuff, but, but in our sexual mastery course, we cover creating intimacy before, during, and after. And that, this is part of it. This is exactly what they're teaching right here, which is how to create intimacy. You're sitting down, you're eye gazing, you're breathing together, you're connecting, right? You're moving that energy amongst each other. Well, and what I'd love to remind all of our listeners is all of these things are free and don't require anything but just you and your partner because sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to spend money on something or, you know, all it requires is a little bit of time and willingness to connect with one another. Plus the aspect of the ritual part is simply to also create a repetition with a specific intention. When you repeat something enough, then it becomes a new part of who you are. So if you set the intention to have more awareness in your lovemaking, that will become the new way that you make love. And that's, I think, is worth practicing over and over. Yeah. All right, before we go into the next one here, I'm going to do another Austin Powers quote because, you know, I like to quote Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which one it is, but it's it's in the uh, hot tub scene. And the woman says, uh, in Japan, men come first and women come second. And Austin says, oh, sometimes not at all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. And that is sad. And that is not the way it's supposed to be. We talk all the time on this show about how a man needs to be able to last long enough for a woman to be able to have an orgasm. I mean, we've done what we're on episode 152, and I would say we've probably mentioned it a hundred times, <laughs> maybe more, <laughs> but we know 
through research that the average man lasts anywhere from, you know, three to five or five to seven minutes before he ejaculates, and the average woman takes 20 to 30 minutes to have an orgasm. So that's why we say all the time, as a man, you need to be able to last long enough so that she can get there to that orgasm. So that leads us into more of what the Kama Sutra teaches. Well, the Kama Sutra emphasizes female pleasure and makes some pretty modern arguments here, uh, especially when you think that this all came from ancient India, right? So the book says that men should put women's sexual needs first and put their own orgasm on hold so that women can climax. Ooh! Also mentioned, by the way, sex isn't just for making babies and women should be in charge of household finances. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but whatever. Well, it's not a bad idea, actually. They're, they're good at it. So, you know, I mean, we won't go into that. But anyway, yes, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But, <laughs> but let, let's just talk about the, that again, right? So, because um, I know some men are listening to this going, well, well that's, that's fucked up. Like, why should I put my needs on the back burner for hers? That's not what it's saying. It's not saying that you should disregard any, you know, of your sexual needs and make it all 100% about her. Yeah, maybe sometimes that's a good idea. But what they're really saying is, is that for man, it should not be all about, uh, yeah, I'm getting what I need until I can get off, right? That, that's not what it's about. And, you know, I would think I would think that most of the people that listen to our show would know that by now because we've been saying that message for 151 episodes. <laughs> so, you know, the idea is that um, you're probably not listening if you're the type of person that just thinks I just got to get my hard dick into some wet hole until I get off. Like if that's you, you're probably not listening to the show. But it is still a valid point to make that you will have better sex if you can just put, as a guy, put it on hold a little bit, right? So it's not just about how great the sensations are in your penis because there's another person present (laughs) and you might want to consider them and maybe do things that are specifically for their pleasure and not just yours. You know, that whole like, we're making love together thing. It's not just all about you. Also, just think about this. If you want to have more sex, guys, you got to give her the kind of sex she wants. When a woman is fulfilled sexually and when she feels that she matters and that her pleasure matters and that you are dedicated to helping her get there, she will be so much more willing to spend the time to be intimate, to have sex. If you don't fuck her proper, if you don't give her the kind of sex she wants, she'll find all kind of excuses to avoid having it with you. All right. So I cannot tell you how many times we have spoken with couples who are not really having sex, not, or at least not having good sex, or it's kind of infrequent or, or whatever. And we listen to what they're telling us. And as we start to provide some feedback, we often say, well, if she's not that interested in sex, it's probably because she's not getting the kind of sex that she wants. And every time you see her go over there going. Nodding her head. Nodding her head. Yeah, for for (laughs) for those who are listening on the podcast, I'm nodding my head. Or she like 
her eyes get kind of big or like there's always some sort of tell, you know, like in poker, they call it a tell when somebody makes a little gesture, you know, when they get a good card or a bad card or whatever, almost every single time. All right, let's talk about, you know, maybe you're thinking about, okay, the Kama Sutra, this kind of sex, slowing things down, pleasuring each other. I mean, it's not ideal when you have just five minutes to make it work. It's not the type of sex that you want to have all the time. I mean, if you can, that's awesome, but it doesn't have to be. You can save Kama Sutra for an evening when you both have the time to focus on each other and put the stresses aside. Also, I find that saving these practices for a regular date nights or sex time is really something fun to look forward to and creates again that ritual again here's that word aspect of it like you know that once a week you're coming together to practice these hopefully hopefully you are absolutely simultaneous orgasm it's amazing <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break to our sponsors, which are Kevin and I today. Um, if you are a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way you used to, you are tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun, and you don't want to live a life of average. Who wants that, right? Then we would like to invite you to join our highly sexed Power Couple Platinum program. So if you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. To learn more about our program, go to CelineRemy.com forward slash passion. It's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com forward slash passion. You're guaranteed to learn a little bit of Kama Sutra in that program. Sprinkle <laughs> some Tantra and some Taoism That's and right. all of these things. By the way, you find a lot of similarities between all of these uh, ancient, like sacred sexuality practices, whether it's Tantra, whether it's the Kama Sutra, whether it's Taoism, and a lot of these seem to have stemmed from the same place. So I am certified in Thai massage and trained in Thai massage. And when I learned that in uh, Thailand, one of the things that they were actually explaining to us was that it originated probably from India and then they had to move out and it traveled and came to Thailand and kind of like got uh, its own flavor and this is why even in like Indian things with like Ayurveda there's similar things to Thai massage and so I find that it is the same with the sacred sexuality um, teachings that some aspects you'll find in Tantra will be very similar than in Kama Sutra and in Taoism whatever you study at the root is probably the same beginning. Yeah, possibly. I mean, they, they may have come from the same original source. And in, and in several cases, we know for sure that that's the case. Mm-hmm. In others, we tend to assume that's probably the case. But there are other potential reasons why you see the same things repeated over and over again, too. One of which is they're universal truths, right? And nobody has an exclusive, you know, right to claim the discovery of a universal truth. Um, and, you know, we can talk about the, um, the hundredth monkey effect as well. Right, And I've talked about it before, but just very quickly, they did an experiment. They had these monkeys on an island. They were completely isolated. And this one monkey learned how to wash a potato in the water to get the dirt off. 
And then the other monkeys started doing it and started doing it. And eventually, over time, all the monkeys on the island started washing their potatoes uh, before they eat them. Then they noticed that monkeys on other islands who had no contact with these monkeys also suddenly started washing their potatoes. It's called the 100 monkey effect. So the idea is that people can simultaneously come up with the same idea in completely different parts of the world when they have no um, contact with each other. So whether it is that people just happen to discover those things or whether the hundredth monkey effect, which the idea behind that is, is that once, the, once an idea permeates a certain number of beings in their consciousness... It's a tipping point. It's a tipping point, and it then literally becomes part of the consciousness of all monkeys, no matter where they are, right? So it's an interesting idea, and I think that that's, that's where some of this stuff comes from, right? Because some of it is that people are just discovering universal truths, and no matter what language you, you speak those truths in, no matter what words you give it, it's still a universal truth. And I think at some point some of these ideas just permeated the consciousness and they, they ended up being everywhere. And you'll see them throughout multiple different cultures, even though they have nothing to do with Sanskrit or ancient India or any of it. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the lessons to learn from the Kama Sutra. So you don't have to read the entire Kama Sutra. You can take away some of the best parts of it. Number one... The manual recognized female orgasm in a time when others thought there was no such thing. Yes, it's true. Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time, but we women knew all about it. And number two, it recommends the man ensures that she climaxes before he does. If that's only the only thing you take away, that'd be the best part, in my I, opinion. I highly recommend that and have been teaching that for years myself. <laughs> Trust me, guys, it is it is to your benefit. You're, if you're rolling your eyes over there going, oh, come on, really? Trust me. Trust me. You think it's about her. Yes, it's about her, but it's also about you. You are going to have way better sex if you can do that. <laughs> And a lot more of it. <laughs> and the last aspect, which we talked briefly about earlier, is about the sexual boredom and monotony that's seen as one of the reasons why couples split, right? This is really the biggest thing for people who have been together for a long time. And it was common in, in India for men to be encouraged to read the Kama Sutra, Kama Sutra before marrying. And... Imagine if here in the West we had this type of sex education, right? Perhaps we wouldn't have as many affairs, divorce, or sexual issues in the bedroom. So see it as, again, not just a manual for sex positions, but a way of living and a way of like doing your life and doing your wife <laughs> and your husband. <laughs> doing your life and doing your wife. Yep. Yep. That about sums it up right there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are still with us, we are going to give you some of the juicy things now. Um, and you know, we recommend that if you are interested in the Kama Sutra, that by now you should you should be motivated and be like, get a good book, get something, something with pictures. Uh, we have this cool book that's called The Pure Kama Sutra, Sex Secrets for Modern Lovers. Oh, we can hold it up a and, little bit here. Um, it's it a sexy, like sexy this. cover. Mm -hmm. uh, it's mm -hmm. by Nicole ba Bailey. And yeah. 
And we, you know, she's she's not a sponsor of ours. We don't get anything. It's just a really cool book that I found in the bookstore uh, years ago, and we seem to keep coming back to it. <laughs> yeah, and it's got a spectacular photos. So if the only thing you do is grab a book like this with cool photos, and then you could decide there are 50 positions in this book. There are 52 weeks in the year. You could commit to a year-long exploration of the Kama Sutra and doing one sex position a week and have a lot of fun. You read one chapter or look at the position and then schedule a time with your partner to try out this sex position and have fun. That's yeah. one way to have a great year. Maybe we will do a whole thing on that and, you know, how we had the 30-day sex blowjob. I mean, oh, uh, the challenge, the 30-day. Blowjob challenge. Blowjob yeah. challenges, exactly. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll do a, oh, that would have to be like a 50-day Kama Sutra challenge. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do it as a, maybe it will be a year of it. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it like super slow, right? Mm. Yeah, well, because it is all about the art of sensual pleasure. So I wanted to bring this up because, again, in the Kama Sutra, there is so much more to it than that that penetration part. So most people, the thing they do, they go straight for beeline to their partner's genitals. And while it can feel good, it's usually not the best way to approach the situation. And the Kama Sutra says that the man should caress the whole of the woman's body with his hands. Uh, by the way, we talk a lot about what the men should do, but there are several things too about uh, penis massage or lingam massage and blowjobs and ways to pleasure a man. We'll talk about that in a little bit again. Uh, so it's not just about him giving to her. There is uh, both ways. Some little tips to experiments right now as you are thinking about pleasures and sensual pleasure is to use your hands in different ways. So you could use your uh, fingertips with a feather-like touch all over her body or his body. You could use your knuckles. When you use your knuckles, it's going to give you a deep static pressure. You could use your breath your exhalation, your exhaled breath as a tool to caress your body, your partner's body. So mm -hmm. imagine that your lover's is a blank canvas and that you are the artist painting the most magnificent art that you can on their bodies. So while it is about pleasuring them, it's also about the pleasure you get from giving and from being immersed in that uh, exploration of your partner's body. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be my canvas, Kevin? Is that what you say? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Or shall I be yours? Paint me a masterpiece. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we used some paints on each other's bodies. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, let's talk about the art of giving each other's genital massages because, hey, it's fun and it goes both ways. So one of the concepts, and it's not just in the Kama Sutra, but the idea is that our bodies have what we call body armor, which means that when we have negative experiences or trauma or just yeah, just things that don't feel as good, there's an armoring that happens. You kind of like put a layer of protection, especially when it's around your genitals. 
And that makes the body less responsive to pleasure and touch. So this is why the Kama Sutra emphasizes also so much into reawakening the body and spending time. After you've awakened the entire body, then you can go and massage each other's genitals uh, with no goals and agenda, but just being present and receiving. And it doesn't have to go anywhere. But it's about learning to be a full receiver and a full giver and to feel all of the sensations. And so in the Kama Sutra, it will lead you into giving her a yoni massage, giving him a lingam massage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe we even have in our sexual mastery course how to give a yoni massage. Oh, we do. And we do have like more of a healing type one, not just like, oh, let me finger you till you can come. It's right. also creating that healing, letting go of their armoring. So that's a really important skill to know. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing on our list here is the different positions. We kind of already talked about that, so I won't spend too much time on it. But I, I will just mention that the positions, I mean, they're, the idea is to use them to keep things fun and interesting and spicy and different so that you're not just doing the same thing all the time. The other interesting thing is, is that different positions will stimulate different spots, different spots inside the vagina, different spots on his penis. And so you can really experiment a lot and come up with some really fun and cool things. You know, some of them you'll be like, okay, that was fun. That was ridiculous. We're never going to do that again. Remember that time I was like um, trying to do like a headstand, like I was on my head and we were trying to have sex like this and like it just, we couldn't really like figure the right angle and then I was starting to get dizzy and it's like complete failure really. <laughs> yeah, that one that one didn't work very well. But there have been there have been other times trying some crazy stuff that did work well, some of which we repeat on a regular basis because we're like, hey, that worked really well. <laughs> well and here's the thing, sometimes the position doesn't have to be so crazy. Sometimes it's just a bending of the leg. You could be doing the same position and it's like, oh, just bending legs. So as we were getting ready for today's show, we saw the this cool position that I want to try. So the man is laying on his back, but rather than having his legs straight, he bends his legs, kind of like hugging his legs towards his body, while the woman is... Well, she's kind of on top, I guess. Um, And that's how I was like, okay, we haven't really done that. It's it's hard to visualize unless you see the picture. But it's like a pretzel (laughs) motion, but I'm going to put Kevin in a pretzel. All right. I'll make sure I take my advice from the beginning of the show and stretch beforehand. Actually, they have stretching moves in there, too. They Mm. have hip movements because you want to be able to have your hips open before you go into these moves. And you want to do a little preparation for sure. and, you know, in, in the Kama Sutra, there's a lot of variations of positions. And what's really different literally is the angle of the woman's hips. Yes. You put a pillow here, you tilt it this way, you tilt it that way. Lift the arms, lift yeah. the legs. Well, because realistically, how many positions could you have? Him on top, her on top, doggy style, standing and sides, right? That's kind of like the whole... Covers your basics. Your basics, exactly. But then you add the different flavor, like him in on there or her there or the leg there. Um, and so again, remember that the sex positions are only 20% of it. This is why we're not spending so much time in that. And we do recommend that you grab a book, go on the internet, find something and have fun. Actually, I totally forgot, but we do have in the Passion Vault, if you haven't yet signed up for our list, uh, but in the Passion Vault, we have 
have a freebie with a hundred and one sexual like masturbation positions. Yeah. Um, it's a little like guide with graphics with all the it's different got positions. Little pictures. Little pictures, like hundreds of pictures. So if you want to get started right away, you can do that for free. Go to selinremy.com forward slash vault. Sign up for the vault, the passion vault, and you can download the Kama Sutra pose, poses and learn more about this and start practicing. Absolutely. So at the beginning of this show, we asked the question, should you try the Kama Sutra? I think that here we are now, 35 minutes later, that we have... <laughs> Definitely answered that question with a resounding yes, you should try the Kama Sutra and not just the positions, but everything that the Kama Sutra talks about. Be a well-rounded lover. Ooh, I love these words of wisdom. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>